This podcast is sponsored by PicMonic. In 2011, two medical students came up with the ingenious idea to combine medical education with unforgettable characters and ridiculously memorable stories. Featuring over 35,000 high-yield facts and graphics, PicMonic has helped over 600,000 students improve exam scores and perform better clinically. PicMonic has resources for pre-med and medical students, as well as other healthcare professions. Check out the show notes for a link to their website. Mention the podcast when you subscribe. With PicMonic, you can study less, but remember more. Hello, I'm Stephen, host of the Black Doctors Podcast, here to talk about Clove. Clove is a sneaker specifically designed to meet the needs of healthcare professionals. I have a pair and I love how comfortable these shoes are, especially since I'm on my feet all day as an anesthesiologist. These shoes are perfect for the operating room because they are extra grippy and super easy to wipe clean at the end of the day. Purchase any pair of Clove shoes and compression socks at checkout. Use the code BDPXCLOVE to get your socks for free. A $22 discount just by listening to the show. The Black Doctors Podcast highlights the stories of minority professionals with the goal of inspiring others. If you like what you hear, please subscribe and share with others because the next generation can't be what they don't see. Tune in every Monday to hear our stories told by us. Hello and welcome back to the Black Doctors Podcast. This week, I'm so excited to be speaking with Dr. Caroline Clarismic. She is a dentist practicing in the Northeast as well as an entrepreneur. So excited to hear about her, her pathway into dentistry and the other business ventures that she started. Dr. Clarisme, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. Yeah, so tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, you know, where are you from and when did you kind of decide that you wanted to become a dentist? Well, I'm sure you guys can hear the accent. I'm originally from Haiti, where it is way warmer than where I am right now. Right now, I live in New Hampshire, and it's probably 12 degrees, but in Haiti, it's probably 90 degrees right now. But mm. anyway, um, I grew up in Haiti, and my parents... My mom was a physician, my dad was a sociologist, but uh, for the longest time I wanted to be a physician, and then at some point I got braces. <laughs> That's when everything changed, and when those braces were off, I was like, this is what I want to do. And I told my mom, and my mom was like, are you sure that you want to work every single day in people's mouths? I was like, yeah, I think so. So she had me shadow a local dentist, and I fell in love even more with the profession and yeah and it's been the best thing ever um after i'm going to school in haiti i went to um Suffolk university in boston then dental school and i graduated from dental school in 2011 um from top and it was an interesting journey and i'm not sure people who are from the caribbean but i have a few friends where they had no idea what student loans were and stuff mm. like that so it was the same thing for um me, I had no idea as far as how to pay student loans, how credit worked, what credit cards were, and stuff like that. So to this day, my mom still doesn't have a credit card. And the reason why I'm mentioning that is that when I graduated from dental school, I had $250,000 in student loans, and I had no idea how to pay it all off. And I had to figure it out. And it was hard. It was because I felt that I didn't have enough guidance. Um, trying to pay all that off, and I didn't understand that insurance accrued. I didn't understand any of that, but 
the end was hard, but there was a happy ending to all this. I was able to pay off everything. When I say everything, I mean $250,000 in student loans in four years. Oh, wow. And uh, yeah, it, but it was, it was a journey. It was an interesting journey. And that has become my passion. And now what I do is I help doctors have similar results. Yeah, fantastic. So how old were you when you had your braces? 14. 14. Which is a, uh, considered late <laughs> for uh, <laughs> normally uh, in dentistry. But yeah, and it was, it was nice. It was nice having the braces off. I hated having braces on. But off, I, was, I loved it. And I still love my smile. I'm always smiling, very confident and stuff like that. It has helped me a lot um, to even appreciate the, the profession even more. Yeah, and so you went to Suffolk University. That's in the Northeast? Yes, in Boston. So I've been in the cold weather for a little while now. Are you adjusting? <laughs> it's been different being from the Caribbean. Yeah. Have you been able to adjust to the weather? No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I think um, being from the Caribbean, you can never really adjust, to be honest with you. And I think it's just, you try to adapt. But for me, it has been... Um, challenging winters, I should say. So at some point, we're definitely going to go either down south or the Caribbean, definitely at some point. Gotcha. So you mentioned going to Tufts for dental school and kind of being blindsided on the back end by the student loans. So when you were applying and getting accepted into dental school, how did you think you were going to pay for it? Um, everybody was like, just get some student loans. You're going to have doctor in front of your name. You're going to be fine. Don't worry about the debt. You're going to pay it up in no time. Don't worry about it. Just get those student loans. That's the only way to pay for dental school. So that's what I did. And I'm telling you, I had no idea what that 7.9% interest mm, meant mm-hmm. for those student loans. I knew it wasn't good, <laughs> but I, know I wasn't in very sure or really understood what it meant. Right. That pretty much every single day, I was paying $47 a day on interest, whether it's Christmas, you know, whatever it is, those interests are occurring every single day. And yeah, yeah, so it was a learning process. And and it's a lot of stress when you're in graduate school because dental school is already hard. So you've written the check Mm -hmm. essentially for your student loans, but you still have to live. So what was your quality of life in Boston during dental school? So definitely live, like they say, below my means. Um, I, a lot of my friends, they rented apartments, but for me, I stayed home. That's what I did. Mm. Um, and I think that was the best thing for me. And of course, some people don't have that, that optional opportunity. But for me, that's what I did um, for the four years. And I commuted. I actually took the bus and train to, um, to Tufts. And it was the best thing ever because I knew I was saving some kind of money like that. And I budgeted as well. I used that app that I liked a lot, Mint. Or you can go on Mint.com. I use that a lot to really help me see where my money was going. <laughs> you know, that's very important <laughs> because sometimes we think that we don't spend a lot of money on food and we spend a lot of money on food or Amazon or all those things. But living below my means, that really, really helps. Yeah, and I think it's so important to note that even though you were frugal, live within your means, so you still had the $250,000 in loans when you finished. Oh, absolutely. And so I must say that when I graduated, I, hmm, it's kind of hard because, you know, when you have that doctor title in front of your name, you just want to live it up. You're like, mm-hmm. I'm going to, I'm a doctor. I have worked hard. Like, I, I'm tired of the delayed gratification that everybody's talking to me about, telling me about. Let me just live my life. 
But I must say, for a good three to four years, I was, probably three years, I was still living like almost like a dental student, even though I had my own apartment, but it wasn't anything. It wasn't like a high-rise building or anything like that. But at the same time, I still did stuff that probably wouldn't make sense to some people. And that's the thing. Personal finance is very personal. There's some decisions that you're going to make about money that don't make sense to other people. I spent a whole month in Europe. Oh. <laughs> and that doesn't make a lot of sense to people. <laughs> exactly. A whole month. Um, that was in 2012. A whole month. And when I say a whole month, meaning I went to several countries when I did that. But again, it was strategic, you know, all that. And again, I have a family member there, so we stayed a lot at their um, place. And then we would go. So their place was kind of like the base, you know, the, um, where we'd go. We would go to their place and then go to, I don't know, to London, then go to um, other places in Austria, whatever it is, you know. It was pretty much um, the best thing ever, though, I must say. And but at the same time, we, when I say we, it was my mom and I, and I that were traveling together, we we budgeted well as far as how to find the best. If I had, if we had to go to somewhere in London or somewhere in Paris, we still stayed at cheaper hotels and stuff like that, you know, so we can still be able to splurge, um, visiting, um, going to touristic sites and stuff like that. But again, that was definitely something that I did that a lot of people would be like, "You went to Europe, really?" And I and I flew first class, oh, <laughs> you know, yes, okay. all that. And <laughs> but again, what I'm trying to say is that that was something that I wanted to do. Um, a lot of people, they don't do a lot of stuff as far as celebrating themselves after spending four years or whatever it is in medical or dental school. That's something that I did in 2012. That was the year after. That's something that I did just to celebrate. And to this, to this day, it was one of the best vacations ever. And how I was able to do that, because I'm pretty sure people are going to be like, first class, how are you able to do that? I use my credit card multiple so and that's a credit card that I had for many years, several, several years. And disclaimer, I don't I'm not saying people should do that, but that's something that I did. Okay. <laughs> I used my credit card for several, several years. And like that I um I got points or airline points. And that's what I used to pretty much have so whenever you use your miles to pay for at this back then that's how it was. Whenever you use your miles to pay for a um because you just pay for the taxes. So that's what I ended up doing. Um, meaning gotcha. I just, I didn't have to worry about the flight ticket. And then my, um, my mom's, um, oh, actually my cousin, uh, my mom's nephew was in, um, outside of Paris. We stayed, there at, we stayed there for free. So there was a lot of things that we do to budget. So it was a lot of money that was spent. My financial advisor thought I was crazy going to Europe for a whole month. But sometimes there's something that you have to do for yourself that brings you joy. So, and that worked for me. And I'm still happy that I did that. Yeah, that fantastic. One day I was like, I wish I didn't go to Europe. No. I, never <laughs> I love it. You have to no. take some time out and enjoy the things that you've worked so hard to uh, attain. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Again, balance is important. And again, like I said, uh, I saved, I didn't spend a lot of money go to Europe because I'm pretty sure the flight tickets would have been way more expensive if I had to um, pay for it myself. It would have been way much, a lot of money. But the fact that we, that I use some strategies, let's just say that, um, that helped a lot. Yeah. And you mentioned that $250,000 in loans you were able to pay off in four years. What was your strategy? When I graduated from dental school, I took a job at a health center. 
and that was my um, a job that a lot of my upper classmates, a lot of dentists were telling me to stay away from. They were telling me to stay away from health centers and dental franchises or DSOs, like saying that they're not the best jobs for my career and stuff like that. But those are the only jobs that I could find. So I took a job at the health center and I was making less than six figures. And I'm like, okay, that's not going to make, that doesn't make any sense. How am I even going to pay off that $250,000? So it became even more frustrating for me um, trying to figure out the best strategies, but I did it. I must say the first thing was budgeting, really trying to see where, how much money I'm spending and actually writing down on a piece of paper or using mint.com that really, really helped. And mindset, because I, I was frustrated with the whole process. And I started talking to mentors and coaches, reading more books, and so, um, some financial books, all of those books um, helped a lot. And that's when I started listening to podcasts, you know, to really um, learn more about the financial world. world. And also trying to see how I can find some what I call free money because there's so many loan repayment programs out there available for physicians, dentists, um, pharmacists. There's so many of them. And I, being at the health center, I was able to be a participant, um, I guess a recipient of the, one of the loan repayment programs, and I got $50,000 hmm. towards the student loans. So all that helped. And also at some point, I refinanced my student loans, which is something that helped a lot, a whole lot. Because remember, at the beginning, I said my student loans, the interest rate was at 7.9%. That's right. a lot. That's a lot. Now, okay, let me say that. When you are investing, you really realize that, oh, my gosh, that's how much I was spending, you know? And, of course, it's even different type of interest because, you know, for interest rates on student loans, it's accruing compared to compounding interest with investing. But anyway, I digress. Um, but, yes, um, to answer your question, a lot of mindset work, um, really talking to people um, that really inspired me that I wanted to have pretty much their results. And also refinancing that was a huge huge um thing that helped even though i did that at the very end mm-hmm. of my debt repayment journey it helped a lot yeah i felt like i could breathe a little bit yeah so in those four years if you could break it down year by year roughly how much did you uh pay each year for on your student loans so i used what i call multiple streams of income Mm-hmm. So I had the job at the at the health center. That was one. That was that was giving me the salary. The second, I had the loan repayment program. So it was fifty thousand dollars for two years. Okay. So it was um twenty five point. You know, so I applied twenty five k during the first year, and then I had the third job at the at the military um base, where during the weekend they would um it was a pretty good salary, and I was I was impressed. It was a pretty good salary. So all those three things, that's what I used for the first two years Mm -hmm. of paying off the debt. And the third year, that was harder because that's when I left the health center and I started working in academia. And academia, I don't know, I'm sure um, listeners know academia, they tend to pay way less. So I worked in academia and several private practices at the same time. Then I started working in nursing homes. It was, I had multiple jobs that I had to do to pretty much make ends meet. And that's when I realized that, okay, 
Um, that active multiple streams of income is not working. I'm going to need to use some passive income at some point because I'm, it's getting much. I'm getting tired. And during the fourth year, that's when I started applying more passive income by investing and applying that towards the debt as well. Gotcha. But um, it, I shouldn't say it was hard. It's doable. But again, I feel that as dentists where we don't, necessarily make a lot of money. What if I did not, like I said, my starting salary was less than six figures. I had to figure out how to have more income. Yeah, that's fantastic. And you learned so much in the process with all your streams of income and extra jobs. Um, and you've be, it's become a passion of yours to share this information with other people. Can you break down a couple of pointers for physicians or for dentists or doctors that want to ensure financial freedom? Oh, yes. The first thing for me is what I call the B word is budgeting. You really need to know how much money you make and how much money you spend. There's a client that I was working with and I had um, given her the spreadsheet. So there's a spreadsheet that I prepare for them. And there's there's actually a doctor's out of debt formula that tells them exactly how much money they should be spending towards food, utility, transportation, debt, investing, all those things. And she was surprised that she was like, oh my gosh, I spent more than a thousand dollars on food. So a lot of times we don't even realize how much money we spend on particular things. And sometimes it's stuff that we don't even use, um, subscriptions that we don't even use. Mm -hmm. And that's something that I recommend every doc to do as well is to Go on annualcreditreport.com and check to make sure that everything that you see is charges, that you actually um, allow those charges. And when you look at your bank statements, make sure that you actually made those transactions and have a budget to make sure that you know exactly how much money you're spending, how much money is coming out, coming in, all those things. And whenever there's a surplus, that money should be going towards debt and investing. If you're very aggressive, it can go mostly to debt and then less investing. And if you have a deficit, that's when it's very important to have multiple streams of income. Because I was at a deficit. So that's when I realized that that salary from the health center is not going to be enough. I'm going to have to supplement that. So again, that's an even a better reason to really do your budget. And again, I know a lot of people don't like that. They're like, oh my gosh, it's overwhelming. But there are many ways to do that. So, and... That's something that I definitely break down with the doctors to show them exactly how to do it with confidence, you know, without having to eat rice and beans or noodles every day, pretty much. Yeah. Um, it's something that's important to do. And yeah, budgeting is huge, huge, huge thing. And annual credit report, that's very important. And I know some people, they use Credit Karma, which is okay, but it uses a different scoring system than if you were to go get a loan for a car or mortgage, stuff like that. So annual credit report, they can even give you a credit score there, or even your bank can give you a credit score. So it's very important to know what your credit score is as well. And get into investing. The sooner, the better. And even though I say the sooner, the better, it's never too late either. You might be like, I'm in my 40s. I mean, my 50s, or I don't know how to invest. Um, investing is a scam. I've heard all of the, those things, by the way. Investing is a scam. This, it doesn't work. Um, I'm just making Wall Street um, more money. You can invest in real estate. There's so many ways, or cryptocurrency, whatever it is. There's so many ways <laughs> to invest. The first step is just to start. 
And again, the sooner the better, because, so let me say that there are three things that are needed to be able to have financial freedom, time, money, and compounding. And as doctors, sometimes we don't have much time. So it's very important to use our time efficiently, to use our active income to give us that financial freedom by investing. That's what's going to give us that passive income. And I use passive income. I use that term. Um, <laughs> I'm trying to be, um, and be a little bit um, careful when I say passive because sometimes it's not truly passive. You still have to really use your active income to invest in real estate, invest in the stock market, invest in the business and stuff like that. But again, it's very important for doctors to understand, too, that their degree is probably not enough. Again, I'm being careful when I say that, but again, for dentists, it's always true. <laughs> and it's important to use your degree as leverage and to really use that to build wealth. Yeah. And I always use Usain Bolt or Rihanna as example. A lot of people, for example, know, okay, let me ask you that. How, what is Rihanna known for? Well, uh, Fenty. Well, now she know, she's known for Fenty, but before she was known as a singer. But that's not what made her who she is now, like a billionaire. You know what I'm saying by that? It's very important to use whatever skill that you have to really give you that passive income. It's very important to just not put yourself in a box and stay in that doctor's box. If you really want financial freedom, it's very important to realize as early as possible that investing is a help. It gives you room to breathe. And it really gives you generational wealth, wealth that you can pass down to your kids, your children. And you refinanced your student loans at the end, but how did you come to that decision about refinancing your student loans? And what advice do you have for people that may be considering that? So that's funny. Yes. When I refinanced, I must say that I didn't have to refinance. I was just tired. Um, because I was financed after the third year of me paying the student loans off. And I was like, okay. And that was the, the year where I made a little bit less money than the first two, so the first two years because, you know, I had multiple jobs trying to make ends meet and stuff like that. And I was like, there has to be a way for me to just slow down a little bit, to just breathe a little bit. And after doing more research, I realized there are companies that can do that for me. So I was able to go from 7.9% to 1.9%. And that was the best thing ever. And they gave me five years to pay off the debt. And of course, I paid off in a year. <laughs> I was like, no, I'm still going to be done. I'm done. But again, it's very important to not just try and refinance your student loans just because all of your friends are doing that. Because here's the thing. I told a lot of my friends that I refinanced my student loans. I got 1.9%. And my friends, a lot of my friends went in and tried to refinance, and they got denied. So it's very important to make sure that it's the best thing for you to, um, to do. It's important to know what your debt-to-income ratio is. And you can go on any banking website, or there's a website it's called Nerd Wallet. You can try that. Just look up your debt-to-income ratio. What is that number? That number should be at 40% or less. Hmm. The closer to 23% is the better. That's when you're really going to have the best interest rate. And that's when you're not going to be asked to have a co-signer. Second thing, you want to make sure that you are not going to miss the benefits of having federal student loans. And yes, there are some benefits. Like right now, um, there's still the 0% interest oh, yeah. rate on student loans. There's a, a pause. 
on federal student loans, and private banks do not offer that. So it's very important that you'll be okay saying bye to those benefits because once you refinance, and I'm sure the listeners know, but if listeners are not sure, so refinancing, what that means is that you're refinancing your federal student loans into a private bank. So that private bank pretty much pays off everything, gives you a brand, brand new loan, also brand new schedule and brand new interest rate. And something to be very aware of is that the interest rate is going to be lower, which means your payments are going to be higher most of the time, very much higher, sometimes even double. So it's very important to actually know or make sure that you have a solid salary, meaning if you're in between jobs, if you don't have any solid salary, you might want to delay. Again, debt-to-income ratio, making sure that you are okay losing the benefits of having federal student loan, meaning um, forbearance, um, deferment, all those things are gone, literally gone. Some banks, they might be able to give you some kind of deferment for a year, and that's about it, but they're still going to ask you to pay their interest, which is, I mean, that helps, but make sure that you're okay losing the benefits of having federal student loans. And for me, it was definitely one of the best things ever, but if it wasn't for those things that I had just told you, the debt-to-income ratio, making sure that I was okay not having the federal student loan benefits again, it would have been, I probably would have had to have a co-signer and all those things. So it's very important to make sure that you are ready to refinance. And shop around. There's so many banks that offer that now. So just make sure that it's the best um, interest for you. And something else to know that a lot of people don't know, you can refinance multiple times. Yes, the process is tedious, but it is worth it. Okay? Gotcha. So Dr. Clarisme, uh, after all this knowledge and education you gained about finances, a couple years ago, you started your own uh, business, if you will, the Doctors Out of Debt, where you're providing this advice and information that you've learned. Can you tell us about that program? Yes. Uh, yes. Um, so two years ago, I studied Doctors Out of Debt, and pretty much it's a company to help doctors. I'm not the doctors, I mean dentists, physicians, and pharmacists. Those are the doctors that I have been working with. I pretty much help them to get out of debt and create generational wealth. I show them how to much a break of those limiting beliefs about money, how to find free money to pay for school or dental school, medical school, how to apply the best debt repayment strategies, when to refinance, how to invest, where to invest, how to have multiple streams of income, franchising, all of those things. Um, we go over all that. And it's been amazing. The results have been amazing from the, um, the, my students, and I'm still amazed. Even I had a, a disabled dentist. She was, when I say disabled dentist, that means that they don't have the six-year income anymore. Hmm. But she was still able to pretty much pay most of her debt. The other day she texted me, she was like, hallelujah, the loans are done. And that's the thing. So student loans, they are a very type of loan that you pay that up. It's very emotional. It's not like paying off a credit card or car note. Student loans is very emotional. And that's why a lot of people, sometimes you just want to get rid of the student loans as quickly as possible. And, yes, it's, it's something that I love doing, really helping doctors to do that. Because I know how stressful it can be to be in debt. And yeah. I also know how nice it is to be able to have, to be able to invest 
um, whenever you want to, however you want to enjoy and just enjoy multiple streams of income or just really practicing medicine or dentistry on your own terms. And there's a client that I was working with. She was in my group coaching program and she didn't have a budget yet and she wasn't sure um, what if she should have an emergency fund, what that emergency fund should be. Should she invest? Should she pay off the debt first? So she, she didn't have clarity. And I think within like four weeks of being in the program, she um, applied the budget, the doctor's out of debt budget formula, and then she was able to have a solid emergency fund, or I call it cushion money, and she was able to um, acquire an investment property. And she also started um, really putting more, a lot more money towards debt. And she doesn't have any worries about money, which is very important. You don't want to worry. You don't want to have any worry. You don't have. You want to have peace of mind when it comes to your money. It's your money, you know. And that's a lot of doctors can have that. And that's something that I have been teaching um, a lot of doctors, really, to, how to get out of debt and create that generational wealth. Yeah, that's fantastic. And the doctors out of debt program, it's. Saw on your website you offer some individual coaching as well as group coaching, and and what other services do you provide? So it's mostly the group coaching at this point. It's ten week long, and and again we go over mindset, we go over the debt repayment strategies, loan repayment options, how to find free money for school. I mean, yeah, to pay back to pay back the school, and we have speakers on real estate, stock market, franchising, multiple streams of income. Um, how to write a book. And when I say real estate, I mean long-term, long-term rental, short-term rental, um, tax liens, tax, all of those things. Because it's important to have exposure to a few things. And because at some point, you might ask yourself, do I need a financial advisor? Should I hire a financial advisor? But regardless, it's good to be as educated as possible about your money because it's your money that you have worked hard for. Don't just rely <laughs> on, on um, someone to take care of your money, even though, yes, you can have a financial advisor. It's important to know what to do with your money. And a lot of the doctors, all of them, they always say that they are confident now with their money. And the group coaching is mostly what I do right now with the doctors. And right, right now it's twice a year, but they've been asking for it more, so I'm probably going <laughs> to add another um, cohort soon. And, and when would that next cohort start? So no, next fall, but actually starts on Wednesday, January 12th. And after that, it's going to be September. But I'm, I'm probably going to have to add a September one. I mean, I'm sorry, a July one, a summer one. Uh, we'll see. Perfect. So for... But still a lot of work to set up. Oh, I'm, I'm <laughs> sure it sounds like it. So for folks looking into partnering with you and learning from the resources you offer, how can they get a hold of you and, and uh, sign up? Oh, thank you. But sure, Doctors Out of Death and DoctorsOutOfDeath.com and Doctors Out of Death on Instagram, Doctors Out of Death on Facebook. And But whenever they go on the website, DoctorsOutOfDeath.com, they should have access to everything, to the newsletter, to Facebook, Instagram. And if you have any questions, just send me a message as well on the work with me. You can just send me a message. And there are many, a lot of articles there that are helpful. And Instagram is I have a lot of good info on Instagram. Very good info. Yeah, well, Dr. Charisma, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast. We will definitely 
include links to your website and to your resources. I know I learned a lot and was inspired by hearing how you paid off your student loans and how you're helping others to do so and appreciate your service to the community as a dentist. Uh, Thank you for joining us because representation matters. Thank you so much for having me. The Black Doctors Podcast is a nonprofit volunteer passion project with the goal of inspiring all who listen. If you enjoy listening, tell a friend about the show or share a link on social media. We are a small team and can use all the help we can get. You can reach us at the Black Doctors Podcast on Instagram or at Stephen Bradley MD on Twitter or Instagram. Tune in next week for another episode of the Black Doctors Podcast because representation matters.